Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hello there and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show. With me from the pit, as always, I have Kat Smith. Hello, Kat. Hello. Yeah, it is the pit today. It's not very glittery. It's a bit dusty. How do we know you actually are in the pit? Uh, test me on the temperature. Mm, what's the temperature? It's about 42 degrees and it's only 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, shit. Celsius. Yeah. <laughs> Celsius. Yeah. <laughs> Just had to double check. <laughs> yeah. Good to check on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite warm. It's getting to be summer. So it's uh, oh. heating up. As cool. always, but that's a conversation we have every single time, so that's a bit dull. It is, but you dull, like it do hot, don't you? Because in a world of dullness, we want to be not dull. Yeah, Because, my true. God, I've seen some dull shit out there lately. That, that was what I was going to say, you like it hot. You like, like hot, hot stuff. I like hot stuff. Yeah, I do. Yeah, um, so tell us what's been going on in the pit. Well, I um, speaking of hot stuff, I was, um, I was surprised by a, uh, a little thing in the garden, which sounds a bit, a bit tame, doesn't it? The, the QB you were surprised by a little... Uh, uh, yeah, that sounds a bit tame. Okay, so, so QBV doesn't really do gardening, but since we've got a garden, we've been sort of making it look a bit prettier than normal. So I've been out in the garden pottering before. I, I, I'm sorry pot. to interrupt, but I thought you <laughs> I thought you were talking about the pool boy. <laughs> well, surprised by a little thing. Boy. A little thing in the garden. Now, this was something with a uh, sharp, pointy end who jumped out of my bush and gave mm. me a fucking fright. <laughs> it could still be the, the pool boy. It could still be the pool boy. But it was actually round by where the pool machinery equipment is, so it could have been the pool boy. But it wasn't. It had uh, wings and long legs and it was orange and it had a fucking stingy tail. Ow. And it stung me right on the arm. It was a hornet. It wasn't just a wasp. It wasn't just a bee. It was a fucking cunty hornet. Mm. <laughs> so I got Sounds like you stabbed on my arm. And uh, I'm allergic to stings. Oh. So pretty allergic. I don't have an EpiPen or anything, so I'm not you know, I'm not going to go over the top. And no, say, because I'm you're not pussy, are you? No, but, oh. um, but I do... Uh, yeah, I do swell up quite considerably. And if it you know, hits my airwaves or anything, I'm gone. I'm a gone dog. So but you still don't have an EpiPen because it's much cooler and you're much tougher without. Oh, so much tougher. <laughs> but I do have some little, a little supply of Finnegan. I have a little supply of blue pills. And they're not the blue pills that you have. They <laughs> 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 stop me from my, uh, my airways from uh, closing up. Or maybe that is the blue pills that you have. Um, Who knows? Yeah, so um, fortunately I have some little blue pills that stop me from swelling up too too much that I close up but th- th- what goes along with it normally when I have a uh, get a sting is I, I panic and I have a really I get quite an- I get really highly anxious you and that panic. actually contributes that contributes to it because I've had a had in the past I had a, a, a pretty disastrous um, run-in with a bee and a can of coke or a can of sprite I think it was oh you didn't um, swallow it did you I did, and it oh, stung the roof of my mouth, right oh. in the soft part of the lining. And it made my mouth swell up so badly that I could hardly breathe. So, oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and I was on a train station waiting for a train. And so I ran up to to the little box where the people are to, you know, conductors or whatever they're called these days, the station people. And I blurted out where was the nearest hospital because I was going to die. <laughs> and uh, they just they said, actually, there's a clinic at the end of the station. So I ran in there and I panicked and I was screaming at them, saying, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. Um, and they eventually calmed me down and gave me some injections and I was mm. fine. But... I ended up getting back on the train that I was going to yeah. meet uh, Mr. QBV a few miles away, so an hour. But it was in Sydney in Australia, and it was the middle of summer, and it was hot, and the train didn't have any air conditioning. And I was sitting yeah. in there, and I was swaying back and forward, and all of a sudden, I just needed to vomit. I just oh. suddenly needed to vomit. And um, it had those old-fashioned trains with the little windows that just flopped yeah. down. Yeah, they're either open gap. or closed. Yeah. Um, but they don't slide open, they just no. flop from the yeah. top. And uh, there's not much space to get your face out to vomit out the window. But I attempted it, and uh, as I was trying to vomit out the window, no. the uh, air rush of the train, you know how physics works, you know no. how a train pushes the air in front of it. And, and, uh, <laughs> the, the air pushed it all back in the window no. onto the lady sitting on the seat next no. to me. <laughs> You're one of those. Yeah, so, uh, so I was like, just so puking I'm your purse or something. I just puked, like, I didn't have a purse. Oh. I was purseless. Mm. So, anyway, this woman is covered in my, fortunately, just sprite vomit. So, yeah, that was good for her. But, the, the, and then, so, and she was going, don't worry, don't worry, it's okay, it's okay, I understand. And I thought, she thought I was drunk, but I wasn't. Um, <laughs> And then these two guys, two younger guys, were in the train with me, and they were so lovely. They were young surfy guys. They had their surfboards, and one of them gave me his towel to wipe myself up and wipe her up. And I don't know what kind of state I was in, obviously quite a dazed state, but I decided in my wisdom that I would just start to clean up the train with his towel. So I started wiping the floor with his towel. And he's just going, no, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. I was like, oh, my God. And I just thought, I can't cope with this anymore, so I got off at the next stop. And then I rang Mr. QBV. I said, come and save me. Why haven't we talked about this before? Uh, This is one of my favourite vomit stories. I've got quite a few good vomit stories. I I love a good vomit story. I think we should do uh, a vomit series. A a vomit series. And that's one of my favourite ones. So, uh, so, yeah, yeah, so just putting it out there. That's what happens when I'm But I think you... The thing you said about the uh, the wasp or the bee, whatever you swallow, that reminds me. I think I told the story before, but I was uh, in a mountain bike race, and I met <laughs> one of my I met one of my friends after we uh, crossed the finish line, and I talked to him, and he said that about ten, I think it was ten kilometers from the finish line. So this mountain bike race just goes through, you know, woods and um, uh, the forests and everything. Yeah. Um. So about ten kilometers from the finish line, he. Uh, a, a bee or a wasp flew into his mouth and stung him oh yeah in the back I, of the I mouth empathize. i empathize and he discovered that he was allergic uh so he stopped not a good time up. to discover it not a good time because he had there, there are no uh what do you call it first aid stations in yeah the yeah uh, there are every, you know, every 20 kilometers or so, but he was just between one of those stations and the finish line. So he figured out he could just, he would be- just get to the Keep finish going. line as soon as possible. So, he <laughs> <laughs> but he got there, luckily, and I gave him an adrenaline shot, but that was a close call. 
because wow. it's neck swole. Yeah. yeah, swole. See, I, you have lived this amazing life and you do these amazing things and, you get, and then you die from a little insect with six legs and wings. Fuck it. Oh, yeah. I have many, I have many stories about dying actually but we can do that we can do that but we can do that it could be another series yeah let's do the vomit series first they can vomit and follow the vomit series then we can do the awkward deaths fabulous yeah so that's my um that's my drama for the last few days okay but anyway the listeners are not here to learn about you know the pottering in the garden in the qbv (laughs) what are we talking about today uh we're talking about uh we are talking about something that i've called from case to order Actually, the listeners are getting a two-for-one episode this time, but I'm Ooh. getting back to the second topic in a, in a few minutes near the end. Today, I just wanted to um, I just wanted to talk about chaos. Today, we are talking a lot about what people should do. We haven't talked yeah. that much about how they can do it because in a busy. I was reminded of this when I posted in the LinkedIn group about we are doing a survey. We are conducting a survey, which people can fill in on the greyyourselfandfalseshow.com. You'll yep. find a link to the survey there. And I posted a link in a group and uh, a part of the discussion does, as part of the discussion there, someone uh, replied that salon owners have so much to do that they barely have time to think about anything. Uh, so, you know, they think about all that's going on in the salon all the time. So the question yeah. is, how do they actually free up time to do what they need to do marketing-wise when they are so busy doing all the other kinds of stuff? So knowing what to do is one thing. Another thing is knowing how to do it. So where do you start when your day is full? And as I said, we touched on this before, but uh, I, I was thinking that maybe today we can look at what they can do. Uh, okay. With, with so much going on with customers and whatnot, so and people do cleaning and bookkeeping and all sorts of stuff. It's not much time left for doing all this marketing stuff, is it? Well, and, and especially also, I think when you're um, running a salon and you're working working on the floor, marketing is kind of in the back of your head that you know it's something you have to do, but it's not a priority because you're dealing with the day to day shit, the staff that don't turn up on time, the stuff that don't turn up at all, trying to make sure the clients are. Uh, getting what they need, um, dealing with complaints if you have them because your staff didn't turn up, and, and training and all sorts of things. And and then you have people ringing you, wanting your time. You want you got people on the phone asking you to change your electricity supplier and all the rest of it. So you, there's lots of interruptions. So you you have good intentions a lot of the time, yeah. but then it comes it comes second, um, mostly because it doesn't become a priority in your mind. Where in fact, it should always be, it should be the first priority. Should I heard someone say, I don't remember who it was, so I'm sorry whoever's listening if you said this to me. <clears throat> it's this old age creeping on with the QB. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's from the beast thing, you, the hornet. Yeah, the, your the first hornet. 20 minutes of the day should be, should be contacting people who you could uh, do business with, so uh, yeah. potential clients that can make money with. So your first 20 minutes of the day should be doing something that puts you in front of potential clients. Exactly. So that that be doing an email or sending out a, even you know, some, some kind of social messaging where you're asking for a call to, call to action to get people to do something. Um, you should be doing that at least, at the very least. Um, because it's such a priority to keep your salon going is to continually have customers coming through the door. Otherwise, yeah. you don't have a salon, really, do you? You have a charity. Mm-hmm. Well, it's true. And the other thing is that it's so easy to, you know, if you've got 
kids, if you've got small kids and they don't sleep well and all this stuff going yeah. on, it's so difficult. Oh, yeah. the, are we talking but, about you now? Mm-hmm, yeah, we are. <laughs> but I know, I know for a fact there are other people in the same situation. <laughs> I know it That's because true. they tell me. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. but it's uh, it's so uh, difficult. It's, uh, time is one thing. The other thing is to find the energy to to start. Learning. What I recommend, I'm going to skip right ahead to that. So Kat's already said it, but set set aside a small amount of time first. And I think the probably the best tip we can give is to break the tasks into small chunks. And if you set your mind on doing just one thing this month, you can break that task down into many smaller tasks, which means that you can probably, even with just 20 or 30 minutes a week, you can actually get the task done over a month because you, you've broken it down. So you can do just small steps. So if you say gonna, you, you figured out you have to do a, 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 a campaign to your clients, a referral campaign to, to get more clients in, more referrals in. So, so you can break that into, into small chunks. Uh, you have to make referral cards. You probably need to send some emails, something. You have to find an offer. You have to promote it, all that kind of stuff. But if you break it, and it can seem like a big task, but if you break it down, it's much easier. So I think that's a recipe. And, and just think about it. If you've got one year and you do one thing each month, that's 12 things done in a year. And you will find that not all those things will work, but at least you will have done 12 things. If you keep going and don't do anything, you won't have you know done anything either. So. And that's how Do you know most, really most people roll, really. Wow. You're listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. You know, like, we, like, I listen to that and, and you've, it's very sound advice. It's very wise. And, hmm. and I see a lot of that. I see a lot of people saying that sort of thing on LinkedIn or on Facebook or Instagram saying, you know, you should break things down, you should do this, you should do that. And yeah. I sit here thinking, yeah, but fuck, that's boring. That is mm. so dull. Why? The hell? Why? And it just tu- I just turn off. My brain turns yeah. off. I think, yeah, yeah I, know I, I know what I should be doing. Oh, yeah. But why? It, it just does not make my juices flow it doesn't make my balls rattle it does not do anything for me it's true so i think what we need to do right yeah i can say what you need to do but for me if i can make something fun so if i'm for example doing a referral campaign and i know that i want to ask people to refer people to me because they like my services and they think i'm amazing etc etc i know there's a a message i have to send out and i kind of know what the message needs to be but I want to make that as fun as possible because I hate work. I hate sitting down <laughs> thinking, oh, I've got to do 20 minutes now, 30 minutes now. So I make it as ridiculous as possible in the first instance. I think about all the ridiculous things I could do. So whether I could dress up or I could do a video or I could go out hand out leaflets and stand on the top of a tower and throw leaflets off or put them on a hot air balloon. You know, obviously these things are not going to happen, but it gets me creatively going of, okay, okay what can I do? Because you don't have to just sit there and be like everybody else and say, we are the best salon in town and we give the best service and oh, no. we train our staff really well and, and I really want to sell more retail and I really need to train more people to sell retail. It needs to be 20% of my I'm business. falling asleep, Emma. Blah, blah. Exactly. Yeah. It's fucking boring. It is So make boring. it interesting. 
do a little video on your on your iPhone or your smartphone or whatever you're using. I don't care. Apple is the way to go forward, by the way. Um, <laughs> make sure that you don't you're doing. You're a creative. Get creative. You can do so many cool things. There's a really cool uh, salon in London. Um, called not another salon. So I'm going to mention them because I I follow them on Instagram and I think the Instagram um, is quite cool. Um, and I was looking at it, thinking, how are they so successful on Instagram? Why have they got so many followers? And and, and they've started up training academies and all sorts of things. And she's developed a salon that's very cool. But you know, she's done a number of things. She's niched in her market. She does high-end fashion colours. Um, does it beautifully. But her posts are fun, um, and she's had a had staff members who are, are a bit off the wall, quirky, and they show their own personality, and they do that through videos and things like that. And they're interesting to watch. They grab your attention. You know, you might not necessarily take action on a lot of them, so there's some things she could be doing differently, but you want to watch it because you're compelled to watch it. It's interesting. It's fun. It's different from that whole beige curly hair, here's my balayage, here's a before, here's the after, here's the nails sitting on a pillow. Fuck that, that's dull. Get involved and get your personality and I'm sorry, I'm ranting. I'm ranting. <laughs> so I agree with that. The the trap here, I think, is that uh, creative people uh, have a tendency of wanting to do fun things. But there's a, there's a trade-off here because you can't just do fun things. You have to measure, you have to know if what you're doing actually works as well. And this is a problem mm. I see because people do get caught up in Facebook and Instagram and doing all the fun mm. stuff without actually knowing if it works or not. There's nothing wrong with making tasks fun, but you would also have to make sure they are efficient. And some of that work, I'm sorry to break this to you, Kat, but some of that work is fucking boring. <laughs> um. <laughs> do you know, it's true. What I think what I'm trying to say here is, yes, the work can be tedious and it can be, you have to do certain things and certain principles. And I was only using those as an example. So I'm doing a bit of a backpedal here, but not really. Because, you know, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, they're all just tactics to get your message out. There's lots more other ways of doing it, which are even better. But if you can think about it, it's like, all right, I've got to get this done. There's an element of fun to it. Then it seems like less hard work. Yeah, I agree. Or and I do the hard yeah. work and I do the, the bit of hard work that's really boring and dull and for the first 15 minutes. And then I spend the next five minutes doing the creative, exciting bit. Yeah. And it's like my little reward for doing whatever. So, for example, I'm doing a campaign at the moment where I'm doing some advertising and I have to write the copy, which I don't particularly enjoy doing. And I have to do some things about setting up some software and setting up some back-end stuff so it can be paid for. And I hate that stuff. It's boring, it's dull. But I know at the end of it, I can create a nice little picture and, you know, some artwork for it. And that's what makes you know me what feel I do? good about the whole process. No, tell me. You know the what I do? Viking. If I got the really boring stuff, well, some I have to do myself. But you know what I do with the rest? I get someone else to do it. <laughs> So I won't have to. So I'm really creative sometimes for getting other people to do the boring stuff so I can do the fun stuff. I'm very good at orchestrating. Yes, you are. I'm a conductor. conductor. With your big stick, you wave your big stick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so that's the show title this time, isn't it? There goes waving his big stick. (laughs) Waving your big stick around. (laughs) Anyway. Actually, that's a really good good tip right there, isn't it? You know, if you've got boring stuff to do, farm it out. Get someone else to do it. If it's if uh, uh, if it's so boring that you won't do it anyway, farm it out. Yeah, um, and if it's so boring and that you, you you do it, you do a bad job of it, then you might as well get someone else to do it who do a good job of it. 
Because um, it's a bit of a false economy to try and do everything yourself. Yep. And then not get anything done at all because you hate it. Might as well get it out and get done. I've so much more I wanted to say about this, but I'm, I'm looking at the <laughs> clock here and I'm, the time is flying. Uh, I need to give people the, I said this would be a two for one and I'm going to give them the uh, second uh, topic, which is really, it's a short notice, just a, a, a heads up. And I'm sorry, I, I apologize in advance that this is also boring. But there's a four-letter nightmare coming that you need to deal with oh. uh, swiftly. It starts out with a G and in with an R. Yeah, it does. It's called the GDPR, mm. and that comes into effect on May 25th, which means that you, if you haven't done anything so far, you need to do something now. Basically, we have talked about GDPR before. We didn't know much what was coming back then, but we do know more now. So basically, you need to... Uh, you need to go through all your stuff and figure out how you store and treat personal data. And you have to make, you have to get signed agreements with your providers and, um, and, and distributors and stuff like that in place. So you are compliant with the GDPR. I'm sure you can find templates online if you start searching. But the first search should be probably what is GDPR and how can I become GDPR compliant? So what uh, is GDPR and how can I? And do you know what I, I was look? I was downloading something the other day. There is a um a site that I looked at. Uh, can I remember what it was called? No, I can't. But they actually had a five uh, point uh, downloadable ebook that um sort of went through what people know yeah. of GDPR because it's a huge subject and a lot of people yeah. don't know how it's going to affect what, them and how it's what you can do is, totally. But yeah, it's just you, um a lot of little bits of compliance that you can start now. Um, yeah. and, and really, I think that what they're looking for is that you've looked at it and you've audited your stuff and said, okay, well, this is what we need the information for. And as long as you know that you've got the information for certain reasons and that you, you can advise your customers what you keep it for and, and they're allowed to unsubscribe to it, you're kind of halfway there. So, so basically what you need to do is that you have to uh, know what kind of personal data you store. So that's anything that could potentially identify a person. That's anything from an IP address to, you know, the name and email and phone and stuff like that. Everything that could uh, identify a person is personal uh, personal data. So you have to make some sort of list of that. And then you have to talk to all your suppliers and distributors and stuff like that and get something in place because you are a data pros, um, holder. There yeah, there are so many, I, I think there are so many things to talk about here that I'm not going to go into that. Just uh, go on Google and Google GDPR checklist and yep. start from there. I think that's the best thing. But basically, you need to get oversight and you need to sign some agreements with, with suppliers and distributors. That's the most important part. When it comes to, uh, I'm, I'm sure listeners have heard that you have to get consent for your email list and stuff like that. That's true. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about that right now because um, uh, for those who already know about what this is about, because uh, there is, uh, a, um, what's that called? Uh, uh, so the GDPR has, t- has three bases. You, you either have to get consent or you have legitimate interest or something is part of the thing you deliver. That's, that's mm-hmm. uh, kind of... Uh, the grounds on, on the rights you have to store the personal data. And there is a lot that could be, uh, could sort under legitimate interest. So you do not necessarily have to get consent to email people, for instance. But this is just, you're just giving you a very, very brief 
short well, pencil like power that you a, need to do a, something It's now. a warning to get it done. Yeah. Because there's no point having someone come to your door and saying, well, you're not compliant and that's going to cost you £12 million to and, and there's a, Yeah, and there's an issue here. There's a, the, the, the reason I'm, 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 I, I would encourage everyone to do it right now is because that people say that, yeah, but we won't be fined you know, the first week or the first month. And that is probably true. There is a problem, however, and that is if one of the EU country decides to find someone after a month, they have set the precedence, they have set the standard, and then the other countries have to follow what they've done. So it's just, if you have one rogue country, <laughs> that could set yeah. the standard for what they do in the UK. So please make sure you're GDPR compliant as soon as possible. I mean, and, and it relates to people in the States too, if you're selling something um, uh, to anyone in the EU or to the UK, so whether you're selling a report or something like that, yeah, um, you have to be compliant from your end. So it affects you because you're dealing with people in the EU or the UK. And I, I wouldn't think it'd be long before the whole world takes us up. I know Australia's looking at it. So, um, yeah, good luck. Yeah. And I know it's, a, it's I know it's a pain in the arse. I, I, I have mixed feelings yeah, about it. It's, jump through. Yeah, I, I do have mixed feelings. I think the main thing, the biggest problem is that it's so unclear that you can interpret this these new rules in you know any way you want, basically. But um, um, it is yeah. sort of a good and thing. And it's one of those well. ones that say it's it's, it's yeah. not hard, it's uh, harder to apologise afterwards. Yeah. So you know, majority of the time, I'd say do it and then apologise later. But this particular one, I would uh, get something in place so at least you're, yeah. you're halfway there. So I apologize again for the boreness. Boring. <laughs> it is boring. It's one of those but, uh, things that need to be done. But actually, if it saves you money in the end of the but day, I'm get sure, it I'm sure Kat has an idea as to how you can make it sexy or hot or fun or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Put you on the spot there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Come up with the next one. Yeah, well, we could just make it into an acronym of something else, can't we? Yeah, we could. Well, let's anyway. do that for the next episode. Uh, Kat, we have to finish. What what do okay. people have to do apart from uh, rating us? Go rate us. Go tell us what you think. Put uh, put your name down and and make a stand and say we hate you, we love you, whatever it is. Trollers don't care. I've got a troll, by the way. I think it's quite exciting. Yes, I'll tell you about that next time. Um, and uh, then if you are struggling with something, or you want some clarity on something, or you want you've got a gnarly problem that you can't fix. Uh, or you want some insider tips about how to grow your salon or to make more money in your business instantaneously because I have some of those ideas as well um, that work and I have had salon owners put into place and uh, get themselves out of big holes. Uh, get yourself on the private podcast list. Um, there's a waiting list for it now, so you can sign up to it and we'll get to you as soon as we can. We are so busy. Uh, Get yourself onto a private podcast and we'll record you a session specifically for you and your problem uh, and we will tailor make it to make sure that you're getting the most information you can and the best benefit out of it uh, and you can do that on the growyourselonfastshow.com forward slash private podcast uh, sign up that's I think it. that's it that's it that's it that's all I have to say we'll be back in the next episode excellent See you then. You've been listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.